Welcome to Upasana, the daily spiritual channel. In Sanskrit, Upasana literally means sitting near and is a prescribed method for approaching a guru or getting close to a guru. Upa in Sanskrit means near and asanam means to sit. So, Upasana means a way to sit near God or Guru. Upasana can be described as a systematic practice of a prescribed method of work, which is worship. This channel is dedicated to all the Gurus who have enriched the knowledge space with their pearls of wisdom, taking us to the right path to living a meaningful life. We call it daily spirituality to enrich our attitudes and approach to the challenges of life. Upasana Daily Spirituality Vivekananda He was known as Narendranath Datta in his younger days, but he is renowned as the mighty Swami Vivekananda. In the annals of history, there has never been another like him. A magnificent intellect, a loving and pure heart, with a deep concern for human welfare, all energized by a blazing spirituality, shining like the sun. Vivekananda's spirituality stood out by the manliness he personified. His life and teachings were not for the weak. They called out for strength and vitality. He radiated energy and galvanized all who saw, read or heard him. Invoking his very name is akin to contacting a 50,000 volts high-tension wire. His guru and mentor, Ramakrishna, was mesmerized by the sight of this young man who would come to see the former at the Kali temple in Dakshineshwar, Kolkata. Narendranath's fierce intellect and honesty repeatedly manifested itself as he challenged Ramakrishna's spiritual experiences by asking, How do I know that your visions are not the hallucinations of a sick mind? Narendranath also questioned Ramakrishna's practice of worshipping idols, but later came to accept it. Ramakrishna saw past the challenges and knew that the young man before him was the most precious of jewels. After Ramakrishna's death in 1886, the 23-year-old Narendranath led a small group of young men in forming an order of sannyasis to foster spirituality and service to mankind. He travelled all over India and around the world. In India, he went to cities and villages across the length and breadth of the country, met kings and beggars and stayed with outcasts and even robbers. He experienced firsthand the widespread poverty, misery, caste divisions and oppression across India. The highlight of Vivekananda's first US trip was speaking on behalf of Hinduism at the Parliament of Religions in Chicago in 1893. This was enabled by Professor J.H. Wright of Harvard University, who offered the penniless Vivekananda a railway ticket from Boston to Chicago, as well as letters of recommendation to the Parliament organizers. At first, Vivekananda was hesitant to speak on behalf of Hinduism, saying he had no credentials. To this, the Harvard professor replied, To ask you, Swami, for credentials is like asking the sun to state its right to shine. Vivekananda was offered professorships at two universities, Oriental Philosophy at Harvard and Sanskrit at Columbia. 
he declined both. After his return to India in 1896, Vivekananda founded the Ramakrishna Mission with its Mats and Vedanta centers and ashrams. Through these organizations, Vivekananda aimed at practicing and preaching Vedantic, that is, universal truths and service to society. During his second trip to America in 1899 to 1900, he established Vedanta centers in New York, San Francisco, Oakland, Alameda, and so on. Vivekananda is the one who introduced Vedanta and yoga to the West, America, England, and Europe. Many other gurus have followed in his footsteps since. Vivekananda's life was cut short by illness and he died on July 4, 1902 at the age of 39. Short though his life was, he has an enduring impact on posterity as generations after him have been inspired by his life and work. Even Mohandas Gandhi, then 33, tried to meet him in Kolkata but could not because by then Vivekananda, then 39, was too ill to see anyone. An entire new generation of social entrepreneurs in India is drawing its energy from Vivekananda. Here are some words straight from the line. He is an atheist who does not believe in himself. The old religion said that he was an atheist who did not believe in God. The new religion says that he is an atheist who does not believe in himself. Go on, do not look back if you think you have done something that is not right. Now, do you believe you could be what you are today had you not made those mistakes before? Bless your mistakes then. They have been angels unawares. Blessed be torture. Blessed be happiness. Do not care what be your lot. Hold on to the ideal, march on. Where there is conflict between the heart and the brain, let the heart be followed because intellect has only one state, reason, and within that, intellect works and cannot get beyond. It is the heart which takes one to the highest plane, which intellect can never reach. It goes beyond intellect and reaches to what is called inspiration. Men of heart get the butter and the buttermilk is left for the intellectual. Three things are necessary to make every man great, every nation great. Number one, conviction of the powers of goodness. Number two, absence of jealousy and suspicion. And number three, helping all who are trying to be good and do good. Knowledge is inherent in man. No knowledge comes from outside, it is all inside. We say Newton discovered gravitation. Was it sitting anywhere in a corner waiting for him? It was in his own mind. The time came and he found it out. All knowledge that the world has ever received comes from the mind. The infinite library of the universe is in your own mind. The external world is simply the suggestion, the occasion which sets you to study your own mind. What is the use of fighting and complaining? That will not help us to get better things. He who grumbles at the little thing that has fallen to his lot to do will grumble at everything. Always grumbling, he will lead a miserable life and everything will be a failure. That man who does his duty as he goes on, putting his shoulders to the wheel will see the light and higher and higher duties will fall to his share. 
Men in general lay all the blame of life upon their fellow men or failing that on God or they conjure up a ghost and say it is fate. Where is fate and who is fate? We reap what we sow. We are the makers of our own fate. None else has the blame, none has the praise. The wind is blowing, those vessels whose sails are unfurled catch it and go forward on their way, but those which have their sails furled do not catch the wind. Is that the fault of the wind? Say this misery that I'm suffering is my own doing and that very thing proves that it will be undone by me alone. That which I created I can demolish, that which is created by someone else I shall never be able to destroy. Therefore, stand up, be bold, be strong. Take the whole responsibility on your own shoulders and know that you're the creator of your own destiny. All the strength and succor you want is within yourselves. Stand up and fight, not one step back. That is the idea. Fight it out whatever comes. Let the stars move from the spheres. Let the whole world stand against us. Death means only a change of garment. What of it? Thus fight. You gain nothing by becoming cowards. Taking a step backward, you do not avoid any misfortune. You have cried to all the gods in the world. Has misery ceased? The gods came to help you when you have succeeded. So what is the use? Die game. You are infinite, deathless, birthless. Because you are an infinite spirit, it does not befit you to be a slave. Arise, awake, stand up and fight. आशा करते हैं कि आपको ये सोच कास्ट बहुत पसंद आया अगर कुछ कहना है इसके बारे में तो लिखकर बताइए हमें अपने फेसबुक और इंस्टाग्राम पेज पर सोच कास्ट ढूंढिए अगर आपको अपनी सोच दुनिया को सुनानी हो तो सोच कास्ट करो सोच कास्ट